I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. The Rajasthan political drama is continuing to hog the headlines. The battle in court seems to have died down by now after the Supreme Court declined the Rajasthan Speaker's prayer to stay the Rajasthan High Court order. The Rajasthan High Court had asked the Speaker of Rajasthan Assembly not to take any action against Congress rebel leader Sachin Pilot. But now, the powers of another constitutional functionary is under the scanner, that of the Governor. Hi, I'm Murli Krishnan and welcome to Court Reporter. In the last episode of Court Reporter, I had discussed the powers of the Speaker of the Assembly. In this 12th episode, I will talk about the powers of the Governor in the context of the Rajasthan episode. What triggered the standoff between Governor Kalraj Mishra of Rajasthan and Chief Minister Ashok Gelod? I will explain. Chief Minister Gelod asked the Governor to call an assembly session to conduct a floor test to prove his majority. The object of the floor test was to get the rebel camp of MLAs, led by Sachin Pilot, disqualified from the assembly. How does that work? As per the 10th schedule of the constitution, if an MLA goes against the directions issued by his party while voting in the assembly, he can be disqualified from the house. Gelod was asking for a floor test so that if the pilot camp voted against Gelod, they could be disqualified. This would have led to an easy victory for Congress on the floor of the house. But for that, summoning of an assembly session was the first step and the governor declined it. In this context, let us examine the governor's pass. Is the governor bound by the aid and advice of the chief minister and his cabinet when it comes to summoning the assembly or can he exercise his discretion and refuse to do so? The answer to this lies in articles 163 and 174 of the constitution and the Supreme Court judgment of 2016 in the case of Nabam Rebia. First, let us look at article 163. Article 163 says, and I quote, There shall be a chief minister-led council of ministers to aid and advise the governor in the exercise of his functions, except when he is required under the constitution to exercise functions in his discretion. Unquote. So, the question is, at what stage can a governor exercise discretion by disregarding the advice of the council of ministers? Can he do the same when it comes to convening the assembly? The answer to this lies in Article 174 and its history. Article 174 states that the governor shall summon the assembly from time to time. Article 174 originates from Article 153 of the draft constitution. The draft constitution was the constitution which was discussed and deliberated upon by the Constituent Assembly which framed our Constitution. The draft Constitution underwent many changes 
before it was adopted and came into force in its present form. I said that Article 174 originated from Article 153 of the draft constitution. So, what did Article 153 say? It had a clause which said that the governor's power to summon the house should be exercised as per his discretion. This would have meant that the governor need not follow the advice of the chief minister when summoning the assembly. When this article came up for discussion in the constituent assembly, certain members, including Dr. B.R. Ambedkar, opposed the clause. The clause was eventually deleted. Thus, the amended draft Article 153 was what eventually became Article 174 in our constitution. The intention of constitution makers was therefore very clear. Not to vest the governor with discretion when it comes to convening assembly. He has to act on the aid and advice of the Council of Ministers. This principle was crystallized in the Supreme Court judgment of Nabam Rebia case. In this case, Arunachal Pradesh Governor Jyoti Prasad Rajkova had initially summoned the assembly session on January 14, 2016. This was at a time when the Congress government was in power in Arunachal Pradesh. However, at least 20 rebel Congress lawmakers joined hands with the BJP in November 2015. They met the governor expressing their displeasure with Assembly Speaker Nabam Rebia. The governor then rescheduled the assembly session to December 16, 2015 after meeting the rebel Congress MLAs. The governor also laid down the agenda for the House when it was to meet on December 16. The agenda was to remove the Speaker Nabam Rebia from the post he was holding. All this was done without the aid and advice of the Chief Minister and his Council of Ministers. Rebia decided to take recourse to legal remedy. He approached the Supreme Court, challenging the Governor's actions. The Supreme Court referred to the history of Article 174 and how it originated from Article 153. It also specifically spoke about how the clause in Article 153 which allowed the Speaker to use his discretion, was deleted. Based on this, the Supreme Court held, and I quote, We are satisfied in concluding that the Governor can summon and dissolve the House only on the aid and advice of the Council of Ministers, with the Chief Minister as its head, and not at his own. But the Nabam Ribia judgment came with a rider. That is, if the Governor has reasons to believe that the Council of Ministers has lost the confidence of the House, the Governor can ask the Chief Minister to prove his majority through a floor test. But even there, the Governor's power is to call for a floor test to determine the majority. It is not to put off the floor test despite Chief Minister's insistence for the same, which has been the case here. The Nabam Rivia judgment was by a bench of five judges. So, Unless the judgment in Nabam Rebia is overruled by a larger bench, the actions of the Rajasthan governor seems to be against the constitutional mandate. If you wish for me to discuss any of Supreme Court's ruling, tweet to me at Legal Journalist. You can also show your love for this podcast by liking, sharing and following us on HT Smartcast. We are ever-present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For more such interesting podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time this is Murli signing off This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast HD Smartcast 
I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.